morning, everybody. Um, I guess I can say happy Monday and hope you had a great weekend. Kate Smith, what a rendition, huh? Boy. It's very touching. Yeah. yeah. You're too young to remember uh, when they played that to get the Flyers fans into a frenzy. And it was a frenzy that Schultz would start fighting people yeah. before they dropped the puck. That's hilarious. No, I remember story. those stories. He'd yeah. turn to the guy, they're like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And Schultz would say, are we going to go? Just drop, <laughs> throwing hands in before, hockey, the, before the puck drops. In hockey, you say yes to that. You don't say no. They're tough guys. Yeah, you know, Schultz would be fighting before the puck. Some of the toughest athletes around those hockey players. I had the good fortune of meeting uh, D- uh, Dave Schultz many, many times uh, at the nightclubs. What a great guy. And didn't seem like a physical guy in person. So good morning again on this very somber day. 22 years, hard to believe. Um Man, we could do a whole podcast on this, and I've already been warned not to get too deep, but how our lives change. You know, 845, the North Tower was hit, um, 80th floor, and uh, we were at Ponzio's in a grimly meeting, and Nick walked in and said, you better see this. And as I was going to the bar, we saw the second uh, plane hit at 903, and we knew we were under attack. Bud, we sent the employees home. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a move that you know you and uh, mom did yeah. really. And I'm proud your of team, it. great move. And I was, I was, I think six, I believe. Um, yeah, six years old, and uh, I just remember coming home that day and seeing you and mom yeah. just waiting for the bus to be dropped off, just kind of like hugging. in a hugging and, yeah. and shocked. Like I didn't know what was really going on at that time. Um, but I remember getting off the bus that day, and just the memory hit me. I said, "This something, something's yeah, really wrong here." Um, so yeah, I mean, just engraved in my memory that day and I'm sure everyone has their own, um, I walked, I walked back in, I told the employees what happened. They were in shock and I said, you're not making collection calls on what's going to go down is maybe, you know, the most memorable day in us history and, uh, home they went. I said, go be with your loved ones and just, you pretty much have to take this day in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to do that when things are, yeah. you can't be calling people. And when there's so are like many, that. you know, I was supposed to be at the Marriott that morning. I still had the, uh, the calendar rip out thing from, uh, to meet Mark on a sales and marketing meeting. We canceled Friday. Uh, just so many stories and, and knowing people, uh, it just goes on and on. Like I said, we could, we could do a whole podcast on it, but you know, the shows, bud, that show the heroes, yeah. The NYPD and the firefighters, you know, 300 firefighters, went to the towers knowing uh, that they weren't going to come out, you know, especially after the first one collapsed. Just, yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah, and it's, I mean, th- yeah, it's a, a really a, a just never-ending Yeah, after what happened that day. I mean, you see people today, some of those uh, first responders who are still dealing with health issues, and there's... um. Just, uh, it's really just really, really tragic. And 10 days later, when Mike Piazza hits the home run down 2-1 in the eighth, uh, and a, base, a, a moment in baseball that was unspeakably unbelievable. It couldn't happen. The Hollywood set would not have that happen. Uh, off of a pitcher, Steve Carsey, okay, that used to climb the factory roofs in, in lower Manhattan, to listen to the Mets game. And when the Mookie Wilson Buckner play took place, he heard the crowd. He was on a roof as a 14 year old. And who would have thought, right? He'd have give up the home run. And there's so much background story to Piazza's home run and the seventh inning with the teams coming together. All a lot of the families were in 
in attendance, the 40,000 uh, that night. Uh, and like that's, that it's, that's its own podcast, but we just wanted to obviously mention uh, tw- the 22nd anniversary and uh, you know, Mike Piazza said on his home run that he was able to slow the moment down. Good advice for everybody, right? We got Skipper Charlie Manuel with us today. Chuck. Hey, good, good morning, Skipper. What's up? What's up with you? How you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Did you have a, a good weekend? Yeah, I, have, I, I had a good weekend. I was. I got a friend at alumni uh, deal, and I call it Kobe. Oh boy! But, but I'm over it now. Okay. I mean, I, you know, like it took me quite a while to get over it. But same time, you know, I about the last four or five days I've checked uh, uh, negative. Oh, good you for know. you. Good for you. Yeah. So you got hit, you got hit pretty hard with it, huh? Yeah. I mean, wow. I, see, I got a, you know, uh, I worry a lot about my immune system because uh, doctors always tell me I got a low immune system because of my uh, sugar diabetes on type two, and also I got one kidney. Yeah. You know, like. No gallbladder, whatever. Whoa, you know? man, yeah. I'm trying to hang in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, actually, hey, actually, hey, actually, outside that, I'm alive. Yeah, aside from that, like how you enjoy the play. Well, I'm with yeah. uh, I'm with Chad here today, the two of us. And uh, yeah, good morning. It's been a while since we've had you on. We miss you very much, as always. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I think we're all pretty happy right now with the state of the Phillies. I think. There's not a lot to complain about right now, right? Right. I think we're uh, – this is uh, we're down the stretch. We've got 20 games left. We've got seven – what? A double hitter today with Atlanta. We've got four with Atlanta. we got – actually, we've got seven more games with Atlanta, seven more with the Mets. Yeah. We play the Cardinals and Pirates. You know, when I look, start of the season, I don't know if I said it on your show or not, but I said we was going to win 90 games. Yeah, you did. And, and – <laughs> And uh, I think I'm right on time. You're right on target. Uh, uh, I think if we just from here on out, what if we we play 500 baseball and you know, like we will be fine. Yeah, you know, we can't. Go ahead. That's pretty good, Skip. Listen, can you give give me any uh, stock market advice for the next two months? Tell me where the S and P is going to be. <laughs> I'll invest in it. <laughs> hey, uh, no, be, I, because hey, hey, listen, I I keep up with the market, right, and things like that, right. and I. And I'm, I guess I'm like you. I like to see it go up. Yeah. I don't like to see it don't go down. But with all the problems we got, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think you and I can uh, uh, can hash on that today because no. it probably take us forever. It would take us forever. <laughs> but now here, here's an interesting stat for you. I always want to hit you with something that's a little bit different. In right. August, as good as the Braves' run production is right now, and they're like at 5.8 runs per game. That's really high, as you know. There's only right. been, there's only been a few teams with a six-run offense, so they're they're close. That's really good. But in August, we the Phillies hit 300, top nine guys, to the Braves right. two, 287, and our OPS was 925 to the Braves 870, and we actually played right. a slightly tougher schedule, 11 games against 500 teams against the Braves. Nine. Right. So that's a positive sign that maybe now moving forward, we neutralize the Braves bats a little bit, not entirely because their OPSs for the season, of course, are up 
compared to ours. Acuna's 1,004, Harper's 867, so on and so forth. But right now, this offense is pretty much all you could ask for, right, Skip? Yeah, I would say yes. I mean, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, the numbers kind of uh, speak for itself. At the same time, when I when I look, a uh, if you I watch Atlanta Braves a lot too. You like just like I watch the Phillies. Yep. Uh, all the way down through their lineup, they got power just like we got. Uh, they got you know like I think some of the veteran players like Osuna has definitely come made a, a huge mark wow. on us. They got guys in there that they got some what four guys that hit thirty home runs or yep. what, what yep. is it? Yep. at least that. And, uh, of course, they got Big Olsen, you know, like he's got 121 ribbies with 48. And, uh, you know, like they they got a big line, lineup. But when you look at once we got Harper back and once Turner took off, uh, I got to say that uh, and the fact that what happened in the playoffs last year when we played them, uh, I got to say that uh, uh, – we're close. I think a, I think a starting pitcher, I would have to give uh, Atlanta maybe a slight edge. Slight, but maybe. Yeah, right. Right, yeah, slight. right. But it's close. Right, real slight. Uh, actually, I like our bullpen better. Me too. Oh, same uh, thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think a weakness in the Braves' bullpen is that the fact that when if, if you get if we you get real excited when they bring a reliever in, you got to make the relievers pitch a little bit. Right. And, right. and, and if you get them, Chuck, one of the biggest things in baseball I noticed this year, and the Braves fall right in there. If you get them in a count, like, uh, you know, like in the, like a three, one count and right. everything like that, they'll panic and just walk you. Yeah. If, if you let them, yeah. I mean, really, I mean, you know, like they'll, they'll, they will not try to throw the ball by you. Or, or actually, if a guy's got a 97 fastball, uh, I, I would say it's less less than 50% that that, uh, that he's going to use it on you. And, you know, like, and these are things I watched, you know, like I haven't written down the facts on them, but uh, their bullpen definitely, if, if you make them pitch, uh, you know, like uh, just like we did in the uh, playoffs last year, you know, like we're, we can be right there with them. I see it really. It's really close. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's funny you mentioned walks. At one point this season, the Phillies were almost last, not quite, and trailed uh, the Braves by a hundred walks. It's now right. it's now four seven six, four seven two. They're almost dead even. And it looked right. like after the All Star game in, in our vantage point, it looked like the Phillies made a a, a concerted effort to start to grind more and get the walk ratio up, which really, <laughs> hey, when those guys are hitting doubles and, of course, now right. record home runs in August, it's really nice to have two guys on base versus a solo right. home run, you know? But, um, exactly. yeah, so they've done a much better job there. Now, where the Braves have really improved, this time last year they led baseball in strikeouts. Now they're close to the bottom. The Phillies have struck out 1277. The Braves only 1123. They've done right. a much better job of not chasing right. pitches out of the strike zone, which is exactly which is huge, as you well know, right? Right. Yeah. Home run wise, they're a powerful club with two hundred seventy three home runs. I mean, right. that's yeah. got to be that's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs. Yeah. Hey, Chuck, at the start of the season, I don't know if on your show or not, but I told Larry Boa we used to talk about this all the time, and you could you could ask him if you, next time you have him. I told Larry Boa 
that we were going to hit anywhere from we were going to hit over 200 home runs, and that we were going to hit anywhere from actually I said 232, 240, and I thought that we definitely going to hit 200. But at the same time, you know, our, our power picked up when we got Harper back in the lineup, and of course Turner took off. And uh, Chuck also told uh, Bo, I said, uh, Turner, I, I predicted Turner would hit 300, and I predicted he would hit 25 home runs or more, and I also predicted he'd score close to 100 runs and he'd knock in about uh, 85 to 90. But, you know, like I don't know if he's going to get there in the ribbies, but he's already got there, and basically he's going to get there in the homers and stuff. Yeah. But now, but now he's come a long way, Oof. and uh, if you go, if you look at, uh, the runs that we scored and the homers and everything, of course, like that swarm has been really hot. Uh, and if you look, uh, you know, like our our offense right now, is, it's as good as anybody's in baseball. I agree. You can flip a coin. I mean, yep. really. Yep. I, I mean, that's right. That's, uh, that's what's going to – I think the biggest uh, – what we got going for us, you know, like I would like to see us be able to uh, get our starting pitching to go uh, like – at least get us in the, uh, at the end of the sixth inning or get us into the sixth and things like that. And I think that would uh, make our, our 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 bullpen a lot uh, strong, you know, like more strength. But also, too, we've got to throw – we've got to be more consistent throwing uh, – making quality pitches coming out of the bullpen. You know, like without a doubt. Skip, I'd love for you to take us into the mindset of the Phillies right now. They are about to enter a four-game series against Atlanta. As we mentioned earlier, they have a doubleheader today. They have seven games in total left. This is the clear playoff candidate right now if the playoff ends. The Phillies play Atlanta in the second round. How important or what is the mentality like for these players if they struggle through the series or if they do good? Is this something that they shake off if they do bad? Good question. Or is this something that can carry a bit, knowing, hey, we just played Atlanta late in the year, and maybe they really had our number, or maybe it goes the other way. Just get, Can you walk us through the mentality there, how the good, team's looking good, at this? Good question. Yeah, you know, uh, basically I look at this, you know, like uh, Atlanta's coming out, and they plan to play us four games. These are, these are, this kind of sets the table going forward, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we cannot afford for them to sweep us. And things like that, because then that that would really uh, uh, turn the table. From that would take a lot away from where we're at right now, and and also uh, that means that we're gonna have to play uh, much harder down the stretch, and, and you know, like and be uh, and actually, uh, uh, you know, like our, I I don't think our team will get a whole lot of rest, but at the same time too, we gotta we 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 gotta win. A couple games here. Yeah, I say I say we need to win a couple games here, and from there I think it's uh, USCS play uh, 500 baseball the rest of the season at least. It's it, it's and then, and I say and I think those 90 wins that we got, when you know, like we we'll be holding down that first wild card spot. To, to sort of dovetail to Chad's question, is the vibe in the Phillies dugout skip? Uh, really ultra, you know, they're they're wired in because we're home and we want to demonstrate that we can at least split with these guys and it's more to us than it is to Atlanta traveling. I mean, we're home. Is the vibe with those guys like, hey, let's step it up. Come on, guys, we got to do this. It's got to be there in this type of series, right? It's got, it's got to be there. I want to tell you something. It, 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 it has to be there. 
you, you, I, I agree with you 100. percent I mean, these are games that we hey we don't we don't take these games lightly at all. Hey hey, uh, you play them one at a time and you stay focused one at a time, and you don't look for tomorrow, and also you don't look back, and right. you stay focused on what you're doing. But at the same time, too, when I think about it, when we get down to uh, where we want to go and things like that, uh, there are, you know, like to me, like if, if we can play 500 baseball, you know, like the rest of the way, uh, uh, you know, like through the regular season year, we're going to be fine. Yeah, here's a tough question. This, I guess, qualifies as the first real tough one. And I don't want to put you on the spot because I know that, you know, you're a company guy and you got to be careful how to answer some of this stuff but hey chuck hey listen (laughs) i've always told it like it is. yeah you have man you have (laughs) absolutely okay so tomorrow's game one of the playoffs uh and we're wheeler okay so we all agree check the wheeler box game two skip right now all considered who's your game two starter hey chuck for me it has to be no okay Okay. It has to be Nolan. And the reason I say that is because I think it. Uh, I think it. Uh, I like his demeanor as a pitcher mm-hmm. on the mound, and, and you like when he's getting when he's when he has a rough inning or something like that. Uh, it, believe me, it, it bothers him a lot more than than fans realize. But at the same time, his composure is good, and he and he's determined that, that he's going to make good pitches. He he don't. He, he he pitches over his mistakes. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, like he'll look at you and say, "Well, you know, like uh, he he knows he made a mistake and it hurt him, but now he's more he gets even more determined, and he also he, he controls his adrenaline and uh, and he's kind of tension free out there on the mountain, and his focus is good." That's why I like it. Yeah, but obviously you're concerned when you see situations like, you know, where he gives up a lead, uh, you know, struggles in the fourth and fifth, can't get right. you, doesn't get you to the seventh as much as you like. And, of course, the ERA at 4.64, it is what it is, right? You can't love right. 4.64. Uh, right. You know, uh, it, Walker's 3.49. I know it's not all right. E- ER, right. you know, a driven right. Uh, but you, it's funny right. if you look at Nola's career, it's unbelievable. If Chad will bring it up, how and it'll right. bear, bear me out. It's every other year dominant. If you look at his stats, bud, you have him in front I of do, you. I do. Just give me an every other year review of Nola, what it looks yeah, like. It's three six to four eight to three five. How about that. To two three yeah. to three nine to three two to four six four. to three two back to four six. Is that yeah. unbelievable? Back and forth. So, yeah. so yeah. skip. It's like he hits any walls right. the year before, and then struggles the next year because of two hundred innings plus pitched the year before. That's what it feels like. Is there any merit? Right. Any merit to that? I, yeah, that's a merit to that. I, I feel like I I, I feel like uh, if you look a, a consistent pitcher. If he stays pretty consistent, I mean that's what makes him a great pitcher. And 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 if he in some years if his numbers are up and and a much you know like higher than the year before that, well yeah I think that that right there tells you a lot about the guy and how he's pitching and also how he's pitching would, would should help you make decisions on you know where he pitches at and and, and when you know exactly. things like that. How how pleased are you with uh, Stott and and Baum? Uh, th- I mean, both of them 
are adding some power. They're not quite the 800 OPS. Stott's close at 771. Bohm 767. But they kind of project like they're going to hit for more power as they uh, as they gain more experience. You agree? I agree. I agree. Uh, Chuck, if you uh, would take Baum first. Remember, I think on uh, that we talked earlier, Baum's going to become a complete hitter when he can handle the ball, be strong on the ball middle end. That is his strength. That And also that opens the field up for him. Right. He is the guy that I, that I thought that, uh, you know, like the shift was going to help him because he used to hit, if you go back and look at the balls, he hit the right side of the diamond and all, and all the, you know, hard kind of low, low hip balls that he hit on the infield and the outfield and things like that. And they had him defense. And in order for him to be able to hit the ball to all fields and use his strength, he has to be, he has to get stronger middle end. And when he does, stop and think about when he pulls the ball. If he gets the ball in the air, like the left center and things like that, they, that, that makes the outfields completely shift on him and play him straight up. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's inconsistent, you know, like getting to his power. But when he does, he shows you that, that it's going to be there. And it's just, you know, like it's going to take some time. But you, you, you'll see him when – I've always said he's capable of hitting 25 or 30 home runs. But now, you know, like he's got to get more consistent hand, hitting to his strength. And that's when you're up in the count, like 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, pitch, things like that. And getting – and being, uh, you know, like being in a position to, uh, you know, you know, like have the – you know, like be relaxed and get, get the balls that you want to hit. Not the pitcher's pitch. Don't be swinging at balls that the pitcher's pitch when you're hitting the count. Right, exactly. And, and uh, now, when now we'll take on. Uh, if, if you got any questions about bomb, I see him someday, and I always say this, and, and hopefully I was thinking, and hopefully it might be this year, but he has showed some improvement with his power. Why? Because he does hit, hit more balls. If you look at if you look at uh, the information on it, the data and everything on him. I bet you you'll see that he's pulled more balls this year than he did last year. Yeah, it, it seems like you're right on that. Chad's going to bring that up, of course. But switching over to Stott right. in the meantime, right. Stott reminds me of a guy that could lead the league in hitting someday. Just look- I was you're right. I will not argue it. I think that he, you're right. I love the way he, I love the way he hits. Uh, power comes from every now and then he'll high, hit a high fastball up. Uh, up uh, out of the yard, but 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 not. Uh, but his real true strength is from ball about middle end, uh, belt belt down like middle end. And he's in uh, there again. You get back to it. I love his two strike approach. I love how he puts the ball in play. And uh, the part where he'll learn to use his power, I think he'll hit that he can hit some home runs like Utley did in our ballpark. He's all, it, yeah. He's awfully young. Sorry to interrupt you. He's awfully young. To lead baseball in hits with two strikes, that's right, a that's exactly. an impressive feat. When you think yeah. about you know how hard we look at batting averages, you know Ted Williams with two strikes and everybody. I mean, there's guys right. batting 108 with two strikes. For him to lead baseball with with two strike yeah. count, that's pretty yeah. darn impressive, you know. Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's very impressive. What do you got, but on the sprays there? So, Bohm's actually pulling the ball more than anything. I'm sorry, not pulling. Hitting the ball to dead center more than anything this year. His pull and opposite ratios right. are slightly down. He's going dead center 
more uh, than he has since his since the very first year when he came up as a rookie. Okay, so he's using the middle. Yep, which is a great he, spot to yeah. be. Yeah, that's it's a great spot to be. Yeah. We we roll out of August and we played. You know, let's let's be candid here. We played a lot of inferior pitching. Uh, the Angels had guys throwing the ball eighty two miles an hour, and I'm saying to my wife. Watch, watch this next pitch, and, and Schwarber hits at 490 feet. She says, how do you know that? I said, all I knew was this right-hander could continue to throw sweepers at 82 over the middle of the plate. Oh, man. But that, then we moved into September, and Milwaukee, even San Diego, pitching-wise, and Miami were better arms. And all of a sudden, Harper, who in August, Harper's numbers were three, his slash line, 361. 452 slug wait uh, on base I'm sorry 784 slug 1236 OPS August all of a sudden Harper you know 180 in September 125 bat average 282 on base 156 slug 438 OPS uh, skipper that's suddenly running into better pitching right Right, that's that's better. That's better pitching. That's, uh, uh, I would say that comes from facing better pitching. Are you? Uh, are you? Uh, are e- either he is uh, in, he's, when he's going up to the plate and the way he feels and what he wants to accomplish. Uh, he can be a little bit more relaxed and, uh, and and you know to stay within himself. Harper, the biggest downside to me on Harper's swing is you know he's violent. And right. at the same time, too, you know, like uh, he gets, he puts a lot of tension into a swing. That's why the left fielder will play him way over toward the left field line, right? And uh, because he he will hit the ball late. But at the same time, too, when he's when he's sitting there, he, he when he got it, you know, like when he hit a hot streak there in August, kind of a getting his swing down. You know, he was definitely using his hands better and hitting the ball all over the field. And uh, uh, when he starts hitting balls really hard, kind of the left field. Just, that's when eventually, real quickly, he'll start hitting the ball middle end too good. I, I, I don't really worry about Harper. Right. Uh, I, I think I think uh, the tempo of the game and you know like and and things like that. I, I think it uh, he knows how to handle all that, and I think that he is very dangerous when he walks up there and he, and, and you got a chance to uh, you know like uh, get it done when he when, when you like when he's up there. I like him. Up our hit, you know, like when you know, like when we need a hit. Yeah. But at the same time, too, uh, I would like to see him very consistent going into the playoffs. He's going to he's going to be huge in this series against the Braves, and I expect Harper. I want to go on record, but I expect Harper to turn things around in this. I think the team is going to be super focused, and I think they're going to match up really well against the pitching. And I'm predicting three out of four, bud. Wow. Uh, against the Phillies, what are you saying, uh, Bud? Uh, four game series. What's it going to be? I, I'll say split two two. Oh, I think last week you said the Braves were going to sweep them. I did. Yeah, uh, Skipper. Last week, I don't want to say that with with La- Skip on the phone though. <laughs> he doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to come clean. Last week, Skip Chad said that the Braves were going to sweep Philly and Philly. Said, what, what are you uh, smoking? Right. Absolutely no, no way in the world that's going to happen. Is uh, right. If you're making a lineup out first playoff game, is Schwarber still your leadoff hitter? But you know, like he's been there all year long, and you're like, and all of a sudden, you're like, uh, he, you look up, and he's got forty. Like we were, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we've had this discussion like two or three times. 
He's got what? He's got 90, 90 RBIs, uh, 40, yeah. 40, 46 home runs. How many has he got? 44, 46? Yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, and you're looking at him, he's still got 190 batting average. But, you know, like, I, I noticed that his uh, on-base percentage has gone up. It has in, less in, like yeah, Exactly. And things like that. And, you know, like, uh, and uh, uh, to me, like, the ideal, uh, when you think about Turner, I, because he can steal bases, I, you know, like, I, my mind tells me that I like him to lead off hole, but at the same time, I'm not going to fight you over not leading Swarber off if, if you, if you uh, want to. Uh, the the only thing I would say about Schwartz Turner leading off when he gets on definitely you know like he's got he he's he's running more now he's getting on he's playing better but at the same time Schwartz's production speaks for itself I mean you know like uh, nowadays the batting average you know like uh, it don't mean as much as it used to as far as you know like right. where they put you in the top ten of hitting. Yeah, really. and I, I really respect the point you make about Turner if he were batting first because he's 26-0 and zero thrown out. When I got a guy who's 26 or 26 stealing bases and now he's hot as heck batting average-wise, I know one thing, Skip. He's getting on first a lot, uh, and I'm going to have him steal on the first damn pitch because you know what 26-0 and 0 tells me with the rule changes, <laughs> the bigger base, and the restriction on throwing yeah. over? It tells me... They can't throw him out. You agree? They, right. can't, they can't throw I him agree. out. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Turner, Turner's capable of definitely. He's definitely capable of stealing, stealing over fifty bags. That's it. And um, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised on a good season that he that he couldn't steal seventy five. Really. Yeah, that's where but, we we had him like at sixty, but he didn't run at all the first two months. I don't know if he right. was recovering, you know, from the. Uh, early tournament and stuff like that, but he didn't run at all the first two months. We're like, why isn't Turner? Now, speaking of Turner, what what can we do to fix him defensively? It's, he's going to have the most errors. He's going to end up with like 24 errors. Um, is there any thoughts cultivated about Stott going to short next year, Turner to second, uh, or is that outlandish? They're not even like, – they wouldn't even look at that. I mean – You know, I – yeah, you know, like I go, I, I I go to the games. I'm getting ready to come back up to Philadelphia this week. This week, and uh, or, or next, next time the team comes back into town, right? And uh, you know, like I, you know, you know, like I, as far as defensively, you know, like I, I think everybody uh, in the organization knows that Scott's definitely capable of playing shortstop, but at the same time, too, when I look at Turner sometimes, and yeah, he makes mistakes and things like that. And uh, I think it uh, you might he might come back next year, Chuck, and then you you, you uh, look at him, and you might be with six or seven errors or something yeah, like that. I don't right. know. You know, like he's just having you know he's having one of those years where he is feeling you know like it's not as good as it's been in the past. Yeah, it, and, it looks it, like arm problems, doesn't it? It is throws. Yeah. It looks like he can't get the ball to the mitt right now. Even the Uh, outs, you know, remember Boa, every out was chest high right at the glove. It's like, it's like he never varied from chest high on his throws. Even Turner's outs now at first base, they're digging him out. They're going backhand. They're low. They're high. He's just not putting the ball 
you know, in the in the mitt over at first base, and I'm looking at that thinking, does he have an arm problem? You know, is there something we yeah. don't know? Uh, I got I got to shift gears a little bit. Um, we could talk more, of course, about the Phillies uh, bullpen, but I like I like their bullpen right now. But if you got a chance to watch the Astros in the last two weeks, uh, yeah, Houston, yeah, yeah, I've, I've watched them. How about this? Their last three hitters now that they got everybody back. When Brantley, McCormick, and Diaz are the last three hitters, Skip, their sluggy percentages, Brantley's 615, McCormick's 520, and they won't play McCormick. He's got a 290, 520, and Diaz is 290, 535. McCormick, they don't play a lot. Okay, I don't know, I don't know what the, the, the manager has against him. When you look at his numbers, they're phenomenal. We won't forget the catch he made. But how about the last three guys having a 550 slug percentage for that lineup? Of course, everybody above them, you know, is terrific. But how how potent right now is the Astros lineup? Well, yeah, you know, like what, I think that you I, what you're talking about definitely that's impressive, and also too, and, and I think that I think when you see guys like Altuve and some of those guys in the third baseman, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bre- Bregman. Yeah, Bregman. Bregman, you like when you see those guys playing like they are now. Yeah, that definitely feeds down toward the bottom of the lineup. Phillies, uh, you like Phillies do that at times too. They yeah, can, they do. You know, yeah. like when, like when we got bottom of our lineup, sometimes you know, like they'll be much better. If if you notice yesterday, the bottom of our lineup did not have a real good game. Right. But at the same time, too, at times the Phillies can play the same way. Houston has got a good offense too, especially when Brantley. He's a professional hitter. When he, he comes, is. you put him back in there, and all of a sudden, you, hey, I, I like a car engine. Yeah. We got an eight cylinder engine, and we got six cylinders working. Yeah, when but, you, you know, like you're right, man. When you yeah, look at you know, like now, we, we get eight, but we want those eight eight cylinders work. Yeah, when you look at Altuve, Ben Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Abreu, right. who, who a year ago was yeah. a monster, Brantley back, yeah. McCormick in the lineup, right. and, and and they're way better at Diaz. Because Maldonado does get his at bats. Here's a guy; 30, he's an anomaly. Yeah, skip, thirty six right. years old. He, he doesn't have a positive. He doesn't have a positive WAR. He he's right. batted one ten his whole life, right. and he's played th- in yeah. baseball for two decades. You know, hitting one hundred and fifty. It's unbelievable. But they they look really yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. And I think right now they're the favorite yeah. to come out of the American League. Yeah, I, you know what, Chuck? I think you made. Uh, I'm, I think you made a real good point. Uh, you know, like a Brayu. I think it took a Brayu while to, to uh, you know, you know, learn a lot about his team, and then you know, like and, and feel, you know, like have the the right feel about things. Right. And uh, you know, like he looks like he's settled down. Yeah. You're and sorry. and also Mal I mean, uh, you know, like he's been with power here lately. He's been hitting. He's been hitting. Better than I ever seen it. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, All of a sudden, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. you mentioned Azuna earlier. After he had two really subpar years, the Braves having that guy back now. His OPS is eight seventy one. Boy, that's the last thing we needed to see. On top of Olson and Acuna and Albies and uh, Riley, was to have Ozuna come back right. and have a great year. Right. So that makes their top six. Really right. formidable, man. The Braves tie. I know we were talking right. about him earlier, but I just forgot to mention Ozuna. Uh, yeah. Bud, what do you got, man? 
Well, I mean, I think it's overall just an exciting time for the Phillies. So if we're sitting here in a spot where we're a lot, you know, not a lock for the playoffs, but really good shots to make the playoffs here. And as you said before, the team's been hitting really well, playing really well the past 60 days or so now. And we can really compete with anybody, even the Braves. You talked about the August schedule. So it's a really good time to be the Phillies fan here. We're, yeah. you know, we're sitting in a good spot. And I do think, any, as we saw last year, anything can happen come playoff time. So it's a lot to be positive and happy about. Before we let you go, Skip, I got to ask, because it's the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, where were you on 9-11 uh, when the towers got hit? Chuck, I was in uh, Kansas City. I was uh, I was managing our team, and I just gotten out of the hospital. Okay, uh, uh, and uh, you know, like, and I, I went from the hospital to Chicago. In Chicago, we went to Kansas City, and I was real sick. Mm, I mean, okay. I mean, I, and I was real sick, and, and I remember turning the TV on in my hotel room in Kansas City, and you know, like, and actually, I kind of I thought to myself, I was so sick, I that didn't really. Uh, understand it at first, but I thought it was kind of like a movie. And then when I didn't realize it was real, yeah. you know, I, I just, you know, I, I just couldn't handle it really. Wow. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then, then when that, that afternoon, of course, they called the games and we got on a bus and came from Kansas City back to Cleveland and I went right into the hospital. That's what, that's wow. basically what I remember about it. Wow. That, that is unbelievable. You've had a couple things health wise. You've, successfully dealt with right we're still talking to you today thank god right, right? yeah exactly. now right. Uh, last question did you uh, hear the news on uh, that jason dominguez for the yankees that little phenom uh they call him the martian uh the, yeah. num- the numbers he put up in the minor leagues uh and now it looks like he may miss all of next year uh with the U- ucl uh, that's just a bad blow for the oh. Yankees. But, boy, he's 20 years old to come up and right. dominate like he did. Yeah. What a player he looks like, you know, Skip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I made it a, a point when the Yankees were playing, you know, like I, when I would get to see him because he was playing so good, you know, like I made sure I watched the Yankees. Right. You know, <laughs> and actually because I wanted to see him play. Yeah, he looked like he, to me like he's got a big future, and that's too bad, really. I mean, that's. You know, those are those are things that you've got to leal through, and you're like, I'm sure the kid will come back, you yeah. know, get as good as ever. But at the same time, too, you don't never want to see that. No, I guess the good news is it's happening at 20 years old, so he's got his whole career in front of him. Man, talk about a five tool player! I could right. not believe I watched him play a minor league game. <laughs> Holy Toledo! Yeah, he's talk about yeah. kind of a Mickey Mantle package, right. not built exactly like yeah. him. But man, he, he I was watching his warm up throws. He's throwing the ball three forty on a line, zip three forty. Yeah. I'm like, holy Toledo, <laughs> man! But uh, do you watch college football? Yeah. Do you watch pro football? Yeah, I watch football. I'm a big football fan. I figured. I figured. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge football fan. Okay, well, I want I yeah. want you to keep an eye this year on my Notre Dame team. I think yeah. they have a shot to get to the Final Four. They got to beat uh, Ohio State at South Bend, and they have to beat USC at South Bend. And I think they can win those two games. And if they do, they look like they're destined to go twelve and zero and get to the Final Four. There, it look it looks like a slightly downgrade year for a lot of the national powers, like the Alabamas and whatnot. Look like they look, looks like rebuild years. 
uh, Ohio State and some others that aren't as formidable as they typically are. That's what it looks like so far, you know. Yeah, it's good. Hey, hey, Chuck, I always, hey, I, I always when I, I watch college football, I always check on Notre Dame. Thank I, you. I, I have ever since I've been a little boy. Yeah, it's something about the, <laughs> the, you know, the mystique of South Bend, the mystique of Yankee Stadium, even the second one. It just never goes away, does it? It's just something about Yankees, something about right. South Bend. It's crazy. Want to wrap up, bud? Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on, Skip. It was it was a yeah, pleasure man. having you. Yeah it's, yeah, it's always great to have you, Skip. We're really enlightening, refreshing, and you are the consummate baseball guy, that's for sure. And and, yeah. and you know a little bit about hitting too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Chuck, I really appreciate it, but also too, I. You know, like I, I like I like you catching me up on the de- uh, the data. You know, of of, of what the players are doing, Thank who you. they are. You know, like uh, uh, you know, like sometime when I get busy, see, I uh, I'm not able to you know like uh, sit down. You know, like and really keep up with them like I want to. Right. I think that's great. I think that's what baseball is about. And uh, and and I would just like to say before I go, uh, discussion we had on Nola, it, it makes sense, and and I think that comes from. Uh, I think a lot of things have something to do with that. You can be, you can be uh, uh, mentally tired, or you can be uh, uh, trying too hard. It, it's hard to explain to someone how you feel. But now, when the chips are down, you know, like it's kind of like people always ask me about giving somebody the ball, and I had a hard time not giving Cole Hamels the, the, the ball when he was strong and pitching good because he was so cool and collective. You know, he could he could drop a three two change up on you in a heartbeat. Yes. And- <laughs> yeah, I got I got to follow up on that. First of all, I'm impressed by the fact that as we've switched subjects, you're still contemplating the input from Noah. That's a smart mind. That's really cool that yeah. you circle back to that. You had something else to add to that, and that's impressive. Right. When you had to take one of your elite pitchers out, you know, I'm talking about the really really top of the of the rotation guys. When I had a bad day, when you went out to the mound, I always wondered this. Did you have any words of encouragement or is it just hand me the baseball and pat you on the fanny? Did you ever say, hey, really tough one today or don't worry about right. it? What did of you course. say? To, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd tell him, hey, I'd say forget it. Edmund's gone. Yep. You right. know, like nothing we can do about that. We can't bring it back. Right, right, you know, right. Something yeah. like that. Always upbeat, always positive. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, like always look at it that way. Yeah, hey Chuck, also too, you know, like ever since I've been a little boy, you know, probably you too, I always heard it. Hey, uh, you you know, like I'm gonna leave with the girl I take to the dance. I'm gonna leave with. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end or go with the horse that brought you, right? Or the girl? You got Uh, it. All right, Skip, we're going to get you back uh, up before the playoffs, and then we'll have you back. During the playoffs, okay. All right. So safe, All right. nice safe travel. You guys. Tell, tell your wife I said hello. We last saw you in Ponzio's right. about a year ago, but we miss you. We All love right. you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. See you later, Skip. Thanks, you Skip. guys are great, man. Thanks, my man. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. You're the best, Skipper. <laughs> He's always a good time, isn't he? Though, yeah. He, but a oh, positive, just outlook, demeanor, just laughs a lot. Yeah. Just, you understand really why the Phillies loved him so much. I guess any team, but for for us, the Phillies. Just watching him and how, uh, you know, how great of a, a success he had with the team and stuff, and just how, what a great guy. Yeah, the the textbook criticism, uh, you know, X's nose and sitting back, 
waiting for the three-run homer because he didn't manufacture runs with small ball. All that's warranted. But can you imagine playing for the guy? How much you wanted you wanted to do really good? Play well, do well for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know in your case, when you're down there in Bridgeton uh, on that All Star team, a semi pro cool. tournament, yeah. and Charlie Manuel was the uh, the, the guest speaker, and you were batting lead off, and he comes walking off a home plate, he turns to you and says, "Go hit!" Yep. And you almost Go came hit. out of your spikes. <laughs> This is cool. It you really levitated cool. out of your spike. Yeah. Uh, Chad, first pitch, Chad takes a home run swing. <laughs> His helmet falls off. I said, what the hell was that? He's like, oh, after, after Charlie said, go hit, I had to try to yard one. I had to try to hit. Hit the bridge. It was yeah. like 382 down at <laughs> Bridgeton, you know? Uh, man, speaking of Notre Dame, uh, you know, I think they can go 12-0 this I, year. I, you know, I really don't. I yeah, don't you don't know. know. Don't okay. Know. But it does look like a weaker year for college football. Do you have a closing comment there, Wiz? I don't think I've called you Wiz. You know, my uh, my closing comments are the rant I gave earlier about the state of the Phillies right now. Um, I guess I'll add something just with the Eagles. I know everyone's a little, uh, seemed to be a little concerned yesterday. Hearing some comments about, you know, is Dallas better than expected? Are the 49ers, you know, way better than, than people may have expected too? And uh, I just think it's got to pump the brakes a bit. It's, it was not the best showing in New England. It's a great first quarter, but they still won. So let's give it the, give it some time to adjust. You know, get the rust off a bit, and let's let's see how the you know, how the Eagles bounce back over the next over the next couple weeks. Fair and enough. Not to say they're doing bad. They still won. A win is a win. Yeah, I got sort of a mini rant with a little bit of a rave uh, when you hear the local talk shows uh, asking on Saturdays talking about the only way the fully score runs is a home run. You ought to call and tell him he's full of baloney because the Phillies are actually nowhere near the top on run scored off of the home run. They're, they're at 42%. The leaders at 53% and 46%, so on and so forth. The Phillies are about middle of the pack, uh, just in case you're interested in any of that. Because it does seem like they score a lot of runs off the home run. But the you know, three-run homers because there's guys on base because the whole team's batting 280. That's the part that he leaves out. But uh, that's that's the mini rant. And the rave is just the day that it is and where I was and the victims and the stories and the heroes. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed still to this day. Uh, I'll never forget that day. Impossible to forget that day. And I went over to my mom's house to make sure she was okay because I knew she'd really be emotional about everything. I sat with her and we watched the buildings come down and, and I was hugging her and she's really upset. And, and we were all wondering who we knew. That could be at that time you thought the buildings were maybe full of employees, you know, 30,000 people. Thank God that wasn't the case. But just, uh, you know, they knocked us down. We rebuilt. Uh, you know, New York doesn't miss a beat. And the New York firefighters and New York police, I can't think of anything, anything, uh, and I thought about it, that I have more respect, bud, than uh, for the New York Fire Department and police uh, overall going back historically and how they've moved since. Um, it's, it's just my kind of show, those guys and, and ladies. I mean, it's just yeah. unbelievable. So we'll end on that note. If you want us, 609-828-5569. Next week, we'll try to get in some questions. I've saved them. we got about 40 uh, questions. Some are pretty funny. So we'll try to cover them next week. Uh, I did get from about five people this weekend. Where do we find you? Speaking of sportspod.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
Uh, all speaking of sports or the anywhere you get your podcast, but if you know that you already, if you hear that, you just you already listening to it. Why are people still telling me they can't find us? What's the I mystery I, I here? No, I I have no idea. I, I mean, mean tell them tell them to text me if they can't find us. Tell them to text me. I'll I send them the link. I've sent you two or three lately since Chad left the house. Darren, and I can't watch about twenty channels. Okay, and our people that love the podcast can't get it subscribed to where it just appears. So I'm sending it. If, if I send it to you and you have it automatically popping up, just text me back. Got it. That means I don't need to. I'm still forward to about 80 people. Anyway, have a great uh, Monday. Remember all the uh, families, uh, the loved ones, the victims. If you haven't been to the 9-11 Memorial, get there. It is unbelievable. It, it's, a, it's a day trip. But uh, So our heart goes out today with warm thoughts and prayers. To everybody around 9-11, and uh, God bless America, and we will talk to you, God willing, next Monday, where Chad may be a proud papa, right? I may be. My may be. We're at the, Any day. Any day at this moment, all right? Any Over day. and out.